Well, once again, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to be a part of our worship service. For John Sticknoth, who was our liturgist this morning. For Brandon Bull, who offered our special music. Uh, for Bob Eden, who shared our testimony this morning of who is Jesus. Um, thank you to our praise team, to our Wesley Choir, to Gary Brubaker. Thank you. And thank you to those who have served in person as well. As we continue this week in our second week of Lent, our second Sunday of Lent, um, talking about who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Because we all have a slightly different answer or a slightly different picture to that question. Jesus is the reason we're here together worshiping today. Uh, who is Jesus? For some people, even just the name of Jesus has a lot of baggage and it's hard who is Jesus? So this Lent, we're talking about who Jesus is using Diana Butler Bass's book, Freeing Jesus. We're talking about Jesus as friend, as teacher, as savior, as Lord, as way, and as presence. So this morning, Jesus as teacher. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock, and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, um, I have a theory, so think about this with me for just a minute. Um, think about who your favorite teacher is or was. Who were they? Who are they? What did they teach? Uh, where did you encounter them? And why are they your favorite? And I think about that person, maybe it's not that difficult, or maybe several come to your mind. Now, when you think about that favorite teacher, were they the ones that were the most expert in their field? Was it a kindergarten teacher? Was it, who was it? Why was it? So here's my theory. I think our favorite teachers taught us something. I mean, that's their job. But it may not have been their area of expertise. I think our favorite teachers taught us how to be more human. Maybe they taught us how to love ourselves or love the parts of ourselves that we thought were unlovable. Maybe they helped us to find confidence or to find our voice. Maybe they taught us how to love others. They saw us. They knew us. They taught us. So when you think about your favorite teacher, do they fit that? Did they see you? Did they know you? Did they teach you how to be more human? One of my favorite teachers was Brad Sally. And uh, Mr. Sally was my Spanish teacher. I think Mr. Sally was just about everybody's favorite teacher. In fact, um, Mr. Sally, or Sal as he was often called, Sal was my mom's Spanish teacher, along with some of my aunts and uncles. Sal was also my siblings' Spanish teacher. And then um, a few years ago, um, in one of the youth groups that I was working with, one of them said, hey, do you know this guy, Mr. Sally? He says he knows you. 
And I said, what? You know Sal? Honey, you know Sal? And they said, he's my Spanish teacher. He was teaching for more than 50 years. Now, maybe some of you are thinking, goodness, I hope I can make it that long. <laughs> or maybe you're not sure. 50 years, that's a long time. Now, Sal, um, Sal died this year um, and he died from COVID. And as I saw some of the reflections about him and his teaching, I realized I wasn't alone in how I felt. Mr. Sally said that his teaching motto was to teach a little about Spanish and a lot about life. And he did that. I know a little about Spanish. It's been a while since I've used it. So um, I know some. And he taught me a lot about life. I remember one time that one of my friends was having a difficult time and his sister grabbed me by the hand and said, we have to go pray with Sal right now. And he stopped his class and he prayed with us. I remember when he, he sat with me as I cried. He encouraged me. He prayed with me. He taught me a little about Spanish and a lot about life. He saw me. He knew me. He taught me. Now, teaching today, in this day and age, is hard. I have many teachers in my family. We, um, Many of you are or have teachers in your family. We have several teachers and administration members in our congregation. And education hasn't been easy for a while, and especially not in the pandemic. I know of one a friend who said that her children's principal had to send a letter out to parents to ask them to stop threatening the teachers and staff. That that had to be said is heartbreaking. I know teachers and administrations who have received death threats over the ways that they have responded to the pandemic. <laughs> that those need to be addressed and responded to is heartbreaking. Right now, teachers are struggling to be educators, social workers, psychologists, caregivers, and so much more. It's been hard and it's getting harder. And there are still people who want to be teachers, both entering the field and staying committed they see us, they know us, they've taught us. Diana Butler Bass points out in her book, Freeing Jesus, that 60 times in the New Testament, Jesus is for, referred to as teacher, rabbi, master, like schoolmaster, or great one. 60 times, He's referred to in this kind of teaching way out of the 90 times he's referred to. So 60 times Jesus is referred to as a teacher of some kind. And Jesus taught in so many different places. He taught in the temple. He taught on mountains or in plains, not like airplanes, but like the plane. On a boat, by a lake, in fields, by fires, at tables, at a wedding, in cities, 
on roads. Jesus taught in all places. And Jesus taught small groups like his disciples, or sometimes Jesus taught women, which was unheard of in that time. Jesus taught large groups, you know, like the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus taught his friends. And Jesus taught people who would be his enemies. He taught his hometown. Jesus was very clearly a teacher. And just like we talked last week about friend, it's sort of incomplete to say that Jesus was only a teacher because there are some criticisms of Jesus um, and of Christians that say, well, Jesus must have only been just a good moral teacher. And that's not the totality of Jesus was. And it's also a part of who Jesus was. Jesus was and Jesus is a good teacher. We're still following and trying to understand Jesus's teachings. He gave rules and commandments for us to follow. He told stories to show us how to live. He modeled how to live and how to love. And sometimes Jesus's teachings have been misinterpreted or interpreted that don't match in the ways that Jesus lived. Some have made rules about faith that don't match what Jesus actually taught. Jesus was the embodiment of God, God in flesh. Jesus was God's love. Jesus didn't just teach with words. Jesus taught with his actions. Jesus lived what he taught. Jesus taught through stories called parables. Jesus taught through interpreting the law of Moses. Jesus taught using objects like yeast or fig trees. Jesus taught with authority. Jesus taught through interpreting the scriptures and reading the prophets. Jesus taught and encouraged others to do based on, his on these teachings. Not just to listen, but go and do. From our passage in Luke, this, from our scripture passage this morning, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who has built his house on a rock. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. It's not simply enough to just hear what Jesus says. It's important to do what Jesus teaches. The invitation of Jesus isn't just to sit and learn, although that is so important. It's also important to put those lessons into actions. In John 14, 12, Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. We're invited to continue Jesus's work, to love one another in the ways that Jesus has loved us. He sees us. He knows us. He taught us. He teaches us. Jesus taught a lot about life and how to live, how to live with one another, how to live with God, and he wanted those lessons to continue, that we put into action what he taught. We live the way that he did, in words and in actions. 
Jesus taught us how to be more human so we may be more human, that we may see one another, we may know one another, we may love one another. When I think about my call to ministry, I can boil it down to a single sentence that God said to me, go and do my work and I will be with you always. And I think that's what Jesus still calls us to, not just me, but all of us. Go and do my work. All of these things that I have taught you, go and do them. Live this way. Love one another. And I will be with you to the end of the age. May we all do the work that Jesus calls us into to see one another, to know one another, to love one another. May we go and do likewise. Amen.